Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Water Trio podcast. We're here, who can believe, it's the 23rd of September, and I'm here with my lovely colleagues and friends, Kelly Surtees and Cassandra Tyndall, and we're here for the week of the equinox. I can't believe it's the equinox already. How are you both? I'm good, and also Merlin is saying hello, apparently. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what's going to go on here. Okay, she's on the windowsill. Yeah, I know, I can't believe we're at... Libra season already because yeah like there's four months left of the year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. three yep. three months left <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know right it's I was sort of you know thinking about the aspects of this week sort of we was stuff that we were thinking about before 2019 even started so to think that we're at this point It's kind of like, wow, like where did that time go? It's definitely been, I mean, like every year has its qualities, but this one has just been so fast. Yes. So much going on. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's been all the things. It's been all the things. Absolutely. There's just been so much happening. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it was the bipolar, you know, kind of, really deep and then kind of some highs and lows and everything in between. And I guess that makes for a, you know, uh, you know, the way the time feels is different when it's kind of all over the place. When we have like the time, it just sort of is kind of like all over the place, like with such juxtaposing energies, it can make the time feel less um, continuum kind of thing. It feels very different. So the qualities of the months and the qualities of the transits have been really quite stark in some respects. So, uh, you know, this up and down, up and down kind of feeling. So, yeah, at least this week we can start to feel like perhaps the light of the end of the tunnel is there for what a lot of, 2019's been about. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And it's also, you know, this energy has been highlighting different areas of our lives in quite a stark way. So the up and down that you're talking about has also been a to and fro between kind of firefighting in one area and then having the lovely pleasant Jupiter in Sag stuff in another. Um, so, yeah, it has just felt really full. But anyway... Should we get into yeah. things? Um, who's up? Oh, yeah, I'm up I think first, you're I think. up first, Leash, because you're going to talk about something happening on Monday. Uh, yes. So it's September 23rd. Yeah. Yes. So Monday afternoon here in Australia. I think that'll be Sunday, late Sunday evening in the no, US. No, Monday Why morning. Monday, very oh, early on Monday. Really, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've got the sun moving into Libra which marks the equinox. So this is the balance of the seasons. Um, This is the midway point in the astrological year and yay for Libra season is all I could say. I mean, we've already had that lovely sweetness of uh, Venus and Mercury in Libra for about a week now. Um, but it's just the sun kind of moving into that place. I mean, here in the Southern Hemisphere, it's spring, things are growing, things are opening up. But it's really that time where there's equal day and night and equal amounts of light. And I don't know. I mean, I guess in the Northern Hemisphere, it's that focus back into coming towards autumn, coming towards letting things go. But it's still that balance point when the sun is exactly on the equator shining in. And it just, I find, especially at Libra season, it just brings that 
balance and equality together so so beautifully. It's like, okay, where do we need to find balance? Where do we need to find harmony? Where do we need to find equality? I always think about Libra like, you know, that slogan in France, egalité, fraternité. Ah, yes. Um, and it's, it's, I always think about Libra like that. It's like, you know, where do we need to find connection? Um, where do we need to find equality? Where do we need to find fairness with the people in our lives? And with Libra, uh, with Venus in Libra as well, it kind of adds even more sweetness to this. It's like, she's in the sign. She's, she's giving all the joy, all the sweetness to it all. So it really is a chance to kind of find some harmony, find a place of balance. Cause this is the halfway point too, between all the cancer and all the Capricorn focus that we've had. So yeah, there's like an energy of like looking back on June and July and thinking, what did I learn then? Where did I have to go deep within myself? And where can I bring that out now and come back out into the world, have the conversations and speak things out with people? So yeah. What about you girls? Have you got thoughts about this? Always so many thoughts. (laughs) I don't know, Cassie, you're like a liberal person. So do you want to like comment? Um, yeah, I do have a little bit of Libra. Um, in my chart, just a touch. So yeah, I mean, for me, it's like fifth house. And for me, naturally, I will um, associate the essence of Libra about joy, like joy, the the Venus component too, and about how you can um, smooth the waters or facilitate that um, with other people with social connections too. So you know, dare I say the word peacekeeping, but maybe not so much about that. But it's, you know, how can we create win-win situations? You know, I and that's what, um, you know, I have this bugbear when people talk about um, Libra in pop astrology and they might say, you know, we're indecisive, this, that and the other. And I don't believe that to be true. I think where the decision-making delay comes from is because in their mind, you know, air, it's like, they're like, how can I keep everyone happy? How can I make this win-win outcomes for everybody? They're taking this broad survey of possibilities and coming up with a solution that is going to benefit the most, you know, the majority. And that isn't something that happens instantaneously. So I feel that we do get a bit of a, a rough wrap in that respect. And you know, when the sun comes into Libra, it is our cosmic reminder, if you like, how can we perhaps um, establish some win-win situations? And that might be for other people. And it might even be also for yourself. If you are being too compromising or too facilitate facilitating or too um, accommodating, where can I bring the balance of the scales back into my favor? So I was in the gym this morning and it was no surprise that And Justice for All from Metallica came on, which has got the Lady Justice as a part of the, you know, it's a whole album kind of about, you know, Mother Earth and Justice and what have you. So very apt for Libra season and how can we rebalance um, those scales? Um in our own life, you know, obviously where the house of Libra falls for you. So that's how I see it. It's about, you know, uh, 
yeah, just balancing the scales back into your own favor or maybe going, oh, I've been a little bit selfish or a little bit hard headed here, or I've been, you know, not thinking about other people's feelings, needs or wants. So I might just have to loosen the slack a little bit there and tighten it here. As you were saying, uh, Lishi, about, you know, reflecting on, you know, what you've been through in between this huge, um, nodal journey between Capricorn and Cancer this year, Libra is that halfway point and trying to find maybe how can I uh, still honour my need of ambition, of um, achieving outer worldly goals, but still holding space for that nurturing or that protectiveness or that uh, the, the Cancer side of things. And that's what Libra is kind of, you know, really, I think, uh, shining light on during this particular transit, which it would be different to other years, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think there's some beautiful points because both of you have said, and I'm just going to like throw my two cents in there as well, Libra season is halfway between the two solstices. So we have the Cancer solstice end of June and the Capricorn solstice at the end of December, or like December 20th, June 20th. So Libra is like that check-in, you know, are we going up and then down? Have we been down and then we're coming up? It's just that change in direction, uh, which is, yeah, such a nice orientation here. And uh, I think the only thing I'd throw in, because uh, you guys have used all the beautiful liberal words, you know, about like reconnecting and finding balance and harmony that, you know, Libra is the lady justice. So she is so keen about where are things equal or fair or where are things been imbalanced that I want to try to create some more fairness. Um, and I think it's just that real shift of like, we're coming out of Virgo season, which is really productive or can have this like, let's get things done. Let's get organized. And that can be a little bit isolating. You know, the dry quality of Virgo is just, I've got to get these things done and it's less in in inclined to engage with others or community or socialize. Whereas, you know, Libra being an air sign, it's definitely got that little moisture in there. It's much more inclined to reach out and reconnect or connect with others. So that's one of the shifts I think we will notice this week is that desire to be with other people a little more often. Well, not just this week, but as we go into Libra season. For um, sure. Yeah. yeah, it's one thing I always like with the glyph of Libra is, yes, it can be the scales, but it is also can be a bridge. You know, it's that idea of bridging two things and uniting them and bringing them together with the water flowing underneath. So it's like, you know what, let water go under the bridge and um, let's see how we can reconnect and bring things together. So nice. Yeah. So, so who's yeah. up next with theirs? I think it's you, Cass, isn't it, for Saturday? Must be, yeah. Me again. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess like what I really wanted to sort of, you know, sink our teeth into a little bit this week. Um, and I've actually been doing a little bit of reflecting on this um, a fair amount actually over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, September has been or is a month that kind of is bookending a lot of the themes of 2019. I know we spoke this about this a little bit last week because we had the Jupiter square Neptune um, of last week. But this is the third and final conjunction between Saturn and the South Node happening um, on the 28th. 
Uh, I think it technically falls on the 27th if you're listening from the Northern Hemisphere, and that's happening at 13 degrees of Capricorn. So we had the first conjunction back in very late April and early May, the second one in June slash July, so part of that whole meat grinding experience. And now here we are in September, finally, um, you know, coming to a close of those things perhaps you've been churning through or those ghosts from the past that have come back to haunt you in some ways, finally like bringing um, that bookend or that closure of completion of things that may have been like limiting your energy or draining you um, throughout 2019. So, you know, we've talked about this before when the south node is involved, it can be this like leaking out or this pouring out of energy, whereas Saturn is that container or that that wall or that, you know, spack filler as, you know, I'm sure you have some <laughs> Spack filler, something. that's an excellent, <laughs> that's like such a good Saturn thing. I don't like, you know, when you, uh, I'm sure you got something similar in America. I don't know what you call it, but yeah. it's this thing where like you patch up the walls. Yeah. yeah. Like if yeah. you put a little hole in the wall and you can just do a, um, a patch up and, uh, you know, a bit of spack filler, like you, you know, put it in your wrinkles, whatever. People, no, no, you don't people really talk do. about yeah. makeup like spack filler, like, spack you know, filler. just yeah, exactly. fill yes. all the lines. <laughs> Exactly, all your wall paint and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. My libridness is fully aware of all of those things I've been called in the past. But, yeah, so it's almost like, you know, whatever has been leaking your energy, now this fusion of Saturn is like coming in with the spack filler and kind of going, okay, here's my boundary, no more, I'm going to seal this up, I'm going to, you know, deal with this problem, confront this thing from my past, confront this ghost and like, you know, tick that box or cross that T or whatever it is you want to, you know, say about it. There's this feeling that, um, you know, if you can confront that thing or deal with that thing, then the Saturn and the South Node are kind of free of each other now. And for the first time this year, for the most part, they're moving in different directions. So it's this, you know, foreboding sense that something's finally over or something's finally finished. Um and that's pretty much, you know, my, my little soundbite on that is just, yeah, like, you know, deal with it. Maybe um, go in like where angels might fear to tread, like confront the problem, confront the issue, um, you know, break that shite right open so you can seal it up, so you can uh, heal it or process it or move forward from it, spack fill it up so then you've got that you know, a smooth canvas to then paint on and, and rebuild and regrow. So um, I'm really looking forward to this particular aspect and I've really had this sense and feeling of how it's playing out for me and what I might have been a little bit fearful of or afraid of or something that might have been a bit of a place of nervousness or something I was a little bit fearful around or unsure of what to do. Now I don't feel that way anymore um, and I can just kind of go in um, and, and deal and confront it and get to that other part of empowerment. And uh, But sometimes, you know, the Saturn, you know, the South Node component, sometimes you do have to get, I think, a little bit to that ground zero or that bare bones. And that's almost like that spiritualizing influence. It's, not, you know, once all the, the fluff or the bubble is taken away, then it's like, okay, 
this is the Saturn South Node, like the in Capricorn, like the hardest, the bottom, the most bottom, almost ground zero. And then you can kind of, okay, this is, is this as low as it gets? Is this as hard as it gets? Well, if that's the case, then um, I can rebuild from that. So sometimes like when you, we, you know, want to take we're going through a challenging time, it's kind of like, well, what's the worst that's happened in my life so far? Have I survived that? Yeah, I did. Okay, I can do this too. So it can have this beautiful like reinforcing or this armor plated or re like Teflonish feeling if you're prepared to, you know, go hard or go home with with what this aspect is bringing up for you. How yeah, about you girls? What do you think well, about it? This aspect is like honestly, I think it's the aspect of the year. It's the Saturn on the mm. South Node and. I just was reviewing the transcript of the the keynote speech that I gave at Norwalk early this year because one of the points I talked about is this aspect and the image that I use to illustrate this point is like an Australian bush scene where the the bushfires have just gone through. So it's like charred, you know, trees and all the shrub and the underbrush has been burned off, but there are these really solid like eucalyptus tree trunks, like these massive trees that survive the fire. And, you know, I've just shared a bit of this on the blog. So for anybody who wants to go into more detail, like the whole story is there, but basically like you look at this image and it looks a bit devastating because it's like a bushfire has been through. But weirdly, when I saw it, I saw hope because I saw that the fire didn't destroy everything. And the whole South Node kind of theme has this purification quality. And I often think about the purifying fire when I think about purification. And then when I was looking into it more, because then I go on these research rabbit holes, I learned about in the Australian bush, but in other bush around the world, there are plants that are called prophytic plants where their seed pods are actually like the seeds are inside this resin seal that needs extreme heat to melt the resin so that the seeds can come out. And so there's been something this year around extreme circumstances have been perhaps required to release that seed of potential that's inside you or inside someone else. Not to say that horrible things always have a purpose, but to say that Sometimes you only discover your true strength or what's really important when your back's on the wall, you know, when you're in that fight or flight, do or die, like, right, everything's on the table. So you might as well be honest from this place. Do you know what I mean? So it's, I think this weekend's peak with that last Saturn South node is such an opportunity to clear the congestion, you know, like all the shrubbery in the bush is just like congestion. So that might be like, the stupid habits like watching Netflix on repeat or eating too many like naked cocoa bars for breakfast. I think I might have actually thrown my wrapper in the garbage today. Um, But it's like, it's coming back. I think a lot of it is coming back to core. And I always think that with Saturn transits, yeah, it's hard and you've got to make choices. It's the necessity of making decisions. But when you're forced to choose, you get really honest with yourself about what, what, who or what really matters And I think it's like that idea of the core tree trunks. What are the three or four core tree trunks in your life that you want to preserve or protect, you know, above all? So I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of deeper, big things that are churning. And then Cass, I think you might've said this before, like in our pre-show chat, this process has been going on all year. So it's not new territory. So if this is making you a bit freaked out when you're listening to it, don't be because this has been affecting you since, you know, April, May, even if you just weren't aware of it. 
And this is a chance to kind of come to completion. Like you've already been working on it. So just go that final mile uh, because next week, Saturn and the South Node do start to go in different directions. And then it's like, okay, we can let some regrowth come back now because we have clarified what those pillars or what those foundations kind of need to be. Mm. Yeah, I, I love everything that both of you have said and, and that analogy, Kel, of the of the bushfire. It's actually an endemic part of the Australian ecosystem. This is coming from your environment, yeah, my I'm environmental like, science that's right. background. You have an environmental background. You should be telling us about the prophetic plants. <laughs> I had to like go and research this. Yeah, totally. But the thing is that also what happens is the ash of the undergrowth is what allows the seeds because the soil in Australia is often very sandy and in places oh, where bushfires happen a lot. Oh, it doesn't have a lot of nutri- lot. nutrients in it. Exactly. So the ash is where big trees, A, have the light to grow through because the undergrowth is gone. So for me, yeah. I keep thinking of the cold harsh light of day of Saturn, how it can give that really cold yet clear focus on things. And and for me, I've had to learn that some things I've had to let go of, you know, some of the undergrowth has had to be removed, but that's so these huge big trees get a chance to sit, get a chance to... Um, I can't talk, get a chance to put roots down and have the nutrients that allow them to then grow. And there's a seven-year cycle of bushfires here in Australia. Um, it's actually the best oh possible cycle. Oh, my God, that's so I know, exactly. Isn't it amazing? So it's it's been like this for thousands of years. There are theories that because of the Indigenous Australians, how they used fire to hunt with, that this is potentially why it happened. I'm not so sure whether that's true. But another thing that I wanted to say here too is that here recently um, on the Sunshine Coast, we've had a lot of fires and some property has been destroyed. A lot of people's homes were threatened. And I think what that really brought through as well is that what is important. You know, people mm. were forced, so, thousands of people were evacuated and I promise you they weren't grabbing their latest um, gadget. They were grabbing no. photo albums. They were grabbing pets. They were grabbing things pre- things that were precious to them and I feel like that's been what this South Node journey has been. It's shown us so much about what's real and what we can really value. And, you know, earlier this week we did have Venus... Uh, square the nodes. And I feel like this week has got that flavor of it. Okay. What is it about this Saturn South node that's taught us coming back to the core values of ourselves and letting everything else go. So then we can come from that place of being real, of being ourselves and, and acting from our true moral value system within, uh, and what's important. So very serious discussion, of course. Well, it's Saturn and the South Node. I know. I mean, we can, I can totally segue into something completely different for our yes. final aspect for this week, you which go, is Kel. that it is, I know, and the Saturn South Node, so this is another one of those weeks where all the astro and energy, not all of it, but most of it is happening on the weekend. So Saturn South Node Saturday at 13 Capricorn Sunday in Australia but we also have the new moon in Libra coming up on Saturday. I think it's, oh, it's Sunday in Australia, Saturday in Canada and the States. Yeah. Um, Saturday, the South new moon- Saturday in Australia. It was 4.21 p.m. I've got. Anyway, okay. Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And then the new moon is Sunday morning, I think. 
4 21 a.m. Yeah, Saturday. Now in the US. my Virgo yeah. is like, what? <laughs> Unless I've written my things down wrong. Let me double check. Saturn, which is the Australia? I've got like so many times. Yeah, it's 4 26 a.m. Uh, Sunday, the 29th. Oh, it is. And the, the, and the day before in the uh, other part of the planet. On the planet. So the new moon <laughs> in Libra. Now, it's a new moon, so it's like a fresh cosmic reset, you know, start thinking about the four weeks ahead. But part of this is like one of the nicest new moons all year because the ruling planet of the Libra new moon is Venus and Venus is in this very harmonious sextile aspect to Jupiter Mm. uh, from 17 Libra to 17 Sag also on the weekend. And I think the combination of the two, it's not often that there's an aspect in the sky that can point towards happiness, but Venus and Jupiter together ruling a new moon, Venus ruling a new moon. There is, I'm not saying this weekend is going to be perfect, but I do think one component of this weekend is that you get some clarity about a person or a project or a passion or a pathway that is a really fulfilling, inspiring, meaningful thing for you. And you know, it may, you may reorient your whole life around it right away, or you may just be like, I've got that seed or that kernel, that gem of an idea, and I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind and work towards it. So that I, that transition, I think, Cassie, again, you might have said this on the show or the pre-show chat about wrapping up old things so that you can start something new. This yeah. weekend is very much like closure with Saturn South Node and then almost fairly quickly pivoting on to the new opportunities and the new directions with the new moon, which is just really enhanced, yeah, with that Venus-Jupiter combo. So, mm. yeah, it's it's quite the weekend. It is. For sure. Which is yeah. kind of like in a nutshell, like in a 48-hour space of time, we've kind of got the whole of 2019 happening. That's a really good <laughs> point. That's exactly you know? it. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I would love to hear. Well, we'd all love to hear about like what's happening this weekend, how these aspects are playing out for you, what you can, um, you know, what are you looking forward to? Like, what are you wanting to close the book on? Like, sign that off, project yeah. done, and of course, you know, um, then you know, the next what three months of the year, which is all we've got, is well, basically, we've got to the third of December to really just go gung-ho for the Jupiter and Sag stuff. Like now we are finally sort of free of the Capricorn side of things for a bit. Well, you know, the pressure's off. And now it's kind of like uh, go go hard or go home on those big goals. And so funny, only on Instagram the other day, somebody who I've been following like for 10 years online um, who happens to be a Sagittarian, uh, he posted this book, which now I really want to order, and it was pretty much like about those what if questions, which I wrote a, a post on, you know, the Jupiter and Sag, you know, what if you actually took that chance or that yeah. shot? Mm. Um, what could what could you choose what could you choose? What would you achieve like when you take away all the Saturnian fear? So I feel that, you know, this energy, people are starting to feel it more. It's like this now or never type of vibe around got to do this thing or I want to take that chance and you know I've found myself saying to so many people late like lately and I'm a bit of a I have to you know put a caveat in that in place that I'm a bit like this anyway but back yourself you know like if um if you don't look after yourself nobody else is going to you know yeah. that's kind of you know ultimately so yeah 
Go yep. for it, Jupiter. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I also it happen is. to be in a Jupiter perfection, but that's okay. <laughs> that's just extra Jupiter. Yeah. Just a bit extra with and my it, flowers in the background. <laughs> yeah. And it just feels like with the Libran energy as well, you know, what we're bringing in is potential collaboration with others or, or, or asking others to give us feedback on, on what we're doing well and, and what, how we can help others and, and where we can, yeah, connect with others to, to make all of this happen. So I feel like there is definitely that instead of being all internal and kind of stuck in, like many of us have been this year, it's a chance to connect outwards and go, right, who's here? Who can help me? Who can offer advice? Who can offer wisdom? Like that, that, um, beautiful Jupiter piece. So yeah. Yeah. It's honestly that Venus Jupiter. It's one of my, like, there's a couple of periods in 2019 where Venus is in really good condition and Mm. Jupiter is in really good condition. This is our second last period. You know, we talked about that with the cosmic honey of Venus in Libra, but this is like the peak of the Venus in Libra period because there's that direct aspect. It's like, yeah, such a good, so that uh, the uh, the energy of collaboration, of teamwork, of alliances that are yeah. meaningful or lucrative or forward thinking, inspiring. Yeah, there's some, yeah. there's some really juicy, um, juicy good stuff. It's such a week of contrast. And Kat, oh my god, I'm like I just have to repeat what you said. Where you were like, this is 2019 in a 48 hour window, basically. Pretty much this weekend. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, girls, what have you got going on this week? Well, speaking of um, learning and wisdom and growing and collaboration, <laughs> I'm actually attending Demetra George's retreat for some professional development research of my own. So I will be just soaking in all that uh, goodness from one of the absolute living legends in our field. Uh, what do each of you have going on? Cass? Uh, myself, well, this week I'm doing my um, aversion webinar. So that happens on Thursday morning in Australia, which will be Wednesday evening in the US and Canada. So I've actually had uh, a lot of signups for it. So um, if you do happen to be at Demetra's webinar, uh, Demetra's <laughs> workshop, you can still sign up for it and get all the gear later. So um, I'm really looking forward to delivering that. Um, it's one of my favorite kind of juicy astro topics. So yeah, all the details are on the events tab in my, on my website, centratino.com forward slash events. What about cool. you, Lishi? What's up? Well, I will be running a new moon in Libra workshop oh, too. Nice. Of course. Are you yes. doing this one online? Online, online. Okay. So yes. I've already had a few signups <laughs> for that too. So if you want to know more about Saturday's new moon or well, Sunday morning's new moon in Libra, join me. So it'll be Saturday night in Australia. It is a bit of a rude time for the US. Uh, but again, like Cass's, you can download it at a later time and listen to it. So I'll be talking about all the beauty of this new moon in Libra, the possibilities of it, uh, and also going through individual charts, you know, which houses it'll be in and and ways that you can use the energy of it. And, um, yeah, potential little ritual that you could try as well to make the most of this energy. So uh, there will be – there are – you can sign up on my website, aliciayusuf.com, um, and the link will be in the show notes as well for this episode. So thanks, gals. Excellent. Nice week ahead. Cool. Have such a wonderful time in Bend, Kel. Yes. Thank so you. Insane, Enjoy. So insanely happy for you and jealous at the same yeah. time. <laughs> I know. It's, I was thinking before, Cass, when you were talking about the whole like back yourself, do the thing. 
It feels really big for me. I'm in a moon perfection year, but in my solar return chart, the moon and Jupiter were together in Sag. And it, I've almost been, you know how you have Jupiter, say yes month in your birthday month, Cass? I do have a yes month. Yeah. A yes month. I feel like this is a bit of a yes year for me because mm. that's a very, like, you know, we'll say Jupiter says yes. And I, like, I usually attend events typically when I'm presenting and, you know, you kind of justify the time and the cost and everything. And this time I was like, I just want to go. I just want to learn some stuff. I want to observe how something like this is run. Like I'm kind of going for a couple of different reasons. Um, but also just to, you know, have time with Demetra, who is just amazing and I'm really enjoying her book. So it just, yeah, it just feels like something special that I wouldn't normally do that I've decided to just take the time, you know, invest the money in and yeah, it feels very Jupiter. Like this, nice. I, can, I, can't, I can't, still can't believe I'm doing it basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just, yeah, as I said, I'll, I'll be there with you in spirit. Bend is a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah. And um, I really look forward to hearing what you think of it. So yes, I will report back. Um, yeah. We're going to probably have recorded a couple of our October episodes in advance, but there'll be an episode in October, which we record after I'm back. We'll that debrief. I'll, uh, yeah. We'll debrief. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, it'd be amazing. So, hey. All right. Thanks, ladies. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you later. Bye.